Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Green Pastures. My name is Noah Woodward, and today we're going to be talking in the book of Romans, chapter 8, and my main text is going to be verse 1, chapter 8, verse 1, and I want to talk about some uh, grace versus works, and and there's no condemnation in Christ. So many Christians live their lives uh, battling thoughts of condemnation, and they battle this fear of rejection of man and feeling like they'll never be adequate enough, that they'll never be good enough, that um, that people are waiting to judge them and sentence them to um, to uh, worthlessness and being valueless. And we walk around and we think, um, you know, Sally's got more than, you know, if I could be like Sally, you know, I would be okay. Or if I could be like Rob, then, you know, I'd be okay. And we think we need more. And we think we don't have enough. And we think we, we ourselves are not enough. And, and especially on those days that we make mistakes, we condemn ourselves and we think that that we're just not good enough, that we'll never be good enough, that, that, uh, and not just that, that no one is going to, you know, no one sees enough value in us to help us. And maybe we don't even see a way out. We don't really see any possibility of, of getting any better. And we just see ourselves stuck in this spot. I really believe that all those thoughts are a result of our ideas of how God looks at us. I think sometimes we see God as someone who is just ready to condemn us or or who is ready to listen to other people who are ready to condemn us and God's kind of in a neutral ground and he could, you know, when you do good, he's ready to justify you and when when you do bad and other people see it and other people see you as bad, that, that affects God's attitude of us. Um, and, and so we walk around and we feel like God is like breathing down our necks, making sure we're doing the right things, making sure we're perfect, um, making sure that we are, you know, uh, making his his uh glory known and we have this pressure of being perfect so that God's you know God's name won't be tarnished or or whatever and and it's uh it's such a heavy thing to deal with because it causes you it's just it's such a weighty feeling of constantly being under that that microscope 
and constantly being afraid of being condemned, whether we're just mess up on just life things or we mess up in the area of sin. There's, you know, it's just a heavy thing and it's, it's a hard, uh, yoke to carry. It's a hard burden to carry. And, and that's because we weren't made to carry that yoke. And we have, we don't have that strength to carry that yoke. And, and in fact, God isn't the one that puts that burden on us. He's actually not waiting to condemn us. He's actually uh, has good thoughts about us. And he's waiting to bring us up to uh, higher and higher levels. And because he believes in us and he's waiting to, to make us better and to mature us and to grow us. Read Romans 8.1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. If you are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. There is absolutely no condemnation if you are in Christ Jesus. None. It's as plain as as day. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, it really can't get any simpler than that. It's that's, that's it right there. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're living for him, you're following him, you're being obedient to him, you believe in his work for your, for your sins and for your justification, there's no condemnation. There's literally none. It is a... It was uh, taken away when Jesus died on the cross. It is a... <clears throat> you know, that the feeling that in those thoughts that we get of being, feeling like we're going to be condemned is not the Lord and it's not the Holy Spirit. Those are just thoughts that the devil wants to throw at you because when you fear condemnation, it does two things. The fear of condemnation or the fear of rejection will do two things. It will, one, it will keep you from doing those things that you most desire to do and that are actually godly desires and uh, desires that the Holy Spirit actually wants to um, wants you to do. Uh, it'll keep you from doing those things because you're too afraid to fail. You're too afraid to mess up. And secondly... And well, and and with that, it keep, that it's uh, when the Holy Spirit gives you those desires, 
when you're able to do those things that the Holy Spirit wants you to do and that you want to do, that's grace. And that's, uh, that's God's ability that he gives to us to, to, to go here and there and to do and to say really whatever we need to or want to say, influenced and inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's, that's grace, being able to live, being able to freely do the right things. Okay, and secondly, the fear of condemnation keeps us, uh, I'm sorry, it, yeah, it keeps us entrapped and enslaved to only doing those things that we really don't want to do. I believe many believers uh, have big dreams and big goals and big desires deep within them, but because of fear of condemnation, they're trapped and they're enslaved only doing those things that are okay, uh, what they think is okay to society, in society or even in the church sometimes. Um, and they only do those things that they see around them. They don't feel free to be creative or to do new things or to, uh, to, uh, really follow the call of God on their lives. And, and it keeps us, uh, doing things out of works and doing things to be okay, uh, and to be on God's good side, uh, which is a lie. You're always on God's good side if you're in Christ. So it, it does those two things. It, it keeps you from doing those things that you most want to do. And then it keeps you enslaved and entrapped into doing those things that you really don't want to do. And that's, that's fear. Fear is paralyzing. Fear is paralyzing. And it's, it's a mental game. But I just want to let you know that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I think some Christians struggle when they sin, especially if you're raised in the church and you were raised in a very strict church and there's a lot of rules and, and um, there was not much grace taught and lived in the church. I think some Christians, uh, when they mess up and they fail, they just, they feel like they're so far away from God. They think they're so far away from God and that God is distant from them now because they've sinned. And, um, and that's just not true. And the, the thing about that is as as soon as we accept Jesus into our lives and we're living for him and the Holy Spirit lives in us, we actually um, are alive spiritually and we live according to the Spirit. It's not something that we, it's not about striving or trying or, or, you know, looking here and there to find out what the Spirit's doing. The Spirit speaks to our to our spirits and reveals God, God's thoughts to us. And, uh, and without us even consciously aware of it, 
he'll do things through us and speak through us. Look at verse 9 of chapter 8. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. In verse 10, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So some of the things that we deal with as believers is not uh, that we're being separated from God when we sin. But it's it's just the weakness of our flesh and our minds because of what we've been taught. We think, oh, now God is upset with me. Now God is angry with me. Um, and he's only angry with us when we're rebellious and when we don't accept uh, correction. That's the time when God is angry with us and upset. But when we're truly sorry and repentant, he is so full of grace and he is uh, so ready to forgive us. What we deal with is the weakness of our flesh. The Bible uh, in another place says that the flesh is, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And our spirits are willing to live for God. I believe that that if you're a believer, you, there is some part of you, at, at, at minimum, there's a little part of you that wants to follow God, that wants to live for God, that wants to obey God and, and be like Him and, and do great things um, in His name and wants to follow the Bible. Um, but our flesh gets in the way and our flesh is so weak and our flesh wants so much. Our flesh wants to sleep more. Our flesh wants to eat more. Our flesh wants to consume more television, uh, more Netflix, and and um, you know, our flesh wants to hang out with our friends more instead of spending time in in the Word and in in prayer and and seeking God's will for our lives. And um, you know, our flesh just wants and wants and wants and wants. And the growth of a Christian is growing um, uh, in listening to the Holy Spirit and growing and, and, and realizing that the Holy Spirit really does have better plans for us. And that if we listen to him and we follow him, we can actually crucify our flesh, that our flesh will, uh, our fleshly desires, though they'll still be there, you know, we won't, uh, it'll just be a, a a little hum in the background, and we won't be focusing on that on our flesh anymore. And we'll be stronger than our flesh, and we'll be able to do things by the grace of God that we're supposed to do and that we want to do. Look at verse fifteen. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. If you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. God did not give us the spirit of bondage again to fear. He didn't give us that the bondage to keep us where we are and to entangle us and um, keep us in our weakness and in our fear. But he gave us the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. He's our, he's our heavenly Father. And he loves us and he's he's willing and ready to grow us up in Christ. He's not condemning us because of our immaturity. That's all it is. When we're in Christ and we mess up, it's just immaturity. 
we desire to do the right thing, but our flesh is strong. I mean, our flesh is weak and falls into sin. And, um, but God is our father and he's given us a spirit of adoption. He's adopted us as his sons and daughters. And a father does not condemn his son or daughter because of their immaturity. A good father does not condemn his children because of their immaturity. But instead, he is responsible to bring them up to another level, to bring them up to maturity. And I want to read a couple more scriptures. Verse 38 and 39, the last two scriptures says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ. Not your mind, not your sin, not someone else's thoughts about you, not someone else's actions towards you. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I just want to encourage you with that, that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There is none. God is so, uh, he loves us so much. And he's made a way. And and in another way of, of thinking about the sacrifice of Jesus, um, you know, if, if 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross for our sins because he loved us, and because the Father loved us, he sent his son, Jesus, and he made that sacrifice. He died. He went to hell for us. He rose from the grave and ascended into heaven. If he did that sacrifice and did those things uh, 2,000 years ago, why would he change his mind now? Why would he all of a sudden, you know, uh, decide, well, this this new generation of uh of humans are really something else. They're they're really weak and they're just even my sacrifice can't uh handle those guys. No. The blood of Jesus covers all. And if you're covered in that blood, there's no condemnation. He wouldn't die for you just to condemn you later. He's not stupid. And he's not purposeless. He purposely died for us so that he could make us more like him. So he could grow us up and, and uh, grow us to maturity. Not to condemn us. Not to condemn us because of the, the weakness of our flesh. God is not a condemning God to those who are in Christ. Now if you are... Uh, blatantly in your sin and you are living against God's will and you have not uh, believed on his son, yes, you are currently condemned to hell, unfortunately. But if you are a believer and you're under the blood of Jesus Christ, then you're good. You are good to go. You're clean under the blood and God is not condemning you. So, so be free to 
to live free, be free to do God's will, to complete God's will for your life. Don't live under the the fear of condemnation and the fear of rejection. God has never rejected you and he's not condemning you. So just be encouraged with that. And I encourage you to read this chapter and meditate on it and, and let that really sink into your spirit. So I just encourage you with that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone who listens. If this was encouraging to you and you got something beneficial from this, uh, please share it with somebody who could really use this message and this encouragement. And um, yeah, I will, I'll see you again next Sunday at 8 a.m. Thanks and have a great day.